Leaving a Legacy is brought to you by hipstersofthecoast.com and can be found on the Top Deck app every Friday. You can support the show directly at patreon.com slash leavingalegacy. Magic is power. Welcome to another episode of Leaving a Legacy. My name is Patrick. I'm your legacy newbie. With me this week, as always, Mr. Jerry Me. What's up, Jerry? Not much, Pat. Doing great. How you doing? I'm good. I see you rocking the winter beard. Are those are those grays coming in there, Jerry? Listen, my girlfriend's been pulling like gray hairs out of my beard every once in a while. It's coming, man. The salt and pepper's coming. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no no shave November is turning into uh, don't shave December. So okay. I got I got the the big winter the winter growth going and I like it. It looks good. Yeah, thank you. My girlfriend says she's gonna hang ornaments from it on Christmas. She's just don't like, like <laughs> don't like paint it green and do glitter and stuff. And I'm not I'm not a fan of that. I'm not a fan of that. Don't do that. But I kind of that. My goal is I want to get it long enough so I can like braid it Viking style. I like <laughs> get- that. I could see you with that with a braided beard. <laughs> just show it looks like, like a dwarf from D and D. It'd be awesome. Show it to all my like financial planning meetings, looking like a like a Viking. <laughs> <laughs> which is why I prefer a, lo- a bunch of my clients are actually magic players. And I feel they're the ones oh, nice. that, w- that would get it. I just, they're your people. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, I just had a meeting with, uh, with our boy, Dominic and uh, okay. you know, him and his wife. So early shout out to them. It's, it's always good doing, uh, you know, my, my day job with the magic, the magic people, you know, mm-hmm. I, I feel more at home, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> and they would understand my Viking braided beard. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, they're, I think their standards of uh, how people dress are, are a bit lower than most. So that's probably why. What, magic players? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In general. <laughs> it's like we, we've seen people at their lowest of lows in convention yeah. centers. So. Yeah, yeah. They're a lot more. They're a lot more lenient with that stuff. So it's, it's, it's nice. It's nice. <laughs> should I just start doing financial planning meetings in like full cosplay? I mean, you should do, you honestly, if you went like, you should go like a hundred percent one way, like just go dress as like gore and then, and then flip it and go in a, in a shirt and tie the next, you know, suit and tie the next. Keep them on their toes. Keep yeah. Gotta keep guessing. Keep I like guessing. It. I like it. Good strategy. Good strategy. <laughs> um, but we do have a guest on this week, Jerry. So I don't want to keep, keep them waiting for too long. Uh, we have uh, one of our, one of our patrons and a new, a newer uh, member of the legacy community. Uh, Dave, what's going on, man? How you doing? Hi, I'm I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm uh, newer to Legacy, but I've been really getting into the format and uh, just seeing how complicated it can get and uh, <laughs> how much money you can drop on new cards. So um, yes, yeah, yep. my wallet's been hurting, but uh, I've got a completely uh, real no proxy deck. So that's always nice. good. Awesome. Yeah, it's great having you on, Dave. Uh, because you know it's been a while since we had the new player uh, perspective on the cast. As much yeah, as Pat's totally, I was gonna say like that's one of the nice things. That, that that's one of the reasons why I was like, oh, this is a great idea. Like, it's it's so good to have a new player on, not one that's just. I'm I'm the newbie, but I'm like I'm very jaded and, <laughs> and sour. <laughs> right, right. And uh, also because uh, this past week you just played you played in your first Comp REL uh, Legacy Paper event. You played in the Channel Fireball One uh, K this past. I week, sure right? did. I sure did. Yeah, it was it was fun because um, I always thought you know you have to announce every single trigger. So the amount of times I would like play Saga and be like trigger, and they're like 
yeah, like you got it. Like just do the, you know, play the game, you know, like and adjust that's, it. A very, that's a very legacy player thing. Is like, yeah, I, I know we're not playing standard. <laughs> just go, dude. You know, um, and and a, a judge actually came over at one point during one of my, one of my matches and, and said we were the two slowest players in the whole event because I would just be like trigger, and then he'd be like, yeah, just play the game. Like, yeah, it was, it was really bad. Um, which was even worse because they were on the four as four yeah four color Yorion Z deck oh yeah the yep four colors yeah and that thing is just a grindhouse we we gotta go forever you know so i was just like oh yeah trigger on saga it's like yeah dude come on like let's go you know (laughs) Um, so so it was like not a fun time my opponent actually shuffled their companion in with the judge next to them the judge was like whatever the judges were were pretty lax because people were you know uh Mm -hmm. coming back but oh yeah coming back from from being away yeah i remember hearing a judge call and one of them was like yeah so um, one of the players cast for try to cast force of will, uh, you know, for one life and exile the blue card, and they were at one life. So I was like, yeah, what's, what's the judge call on that one? Like, do they just lose? I, you problem? can do that. Yeah. They, yeah. You can do it. You chose to do it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah. It's, it was funny. My, actually, my opponent in that match, he, uh, he was playing abundant growth, right? So he taps okay. the planes and there's a Thalia in play, taps the planes, puts an abundant growth down. <laughs> it was just like so many questions like ball attacks like how did you do that like what's going on judges just like yeah just let him put it back and i was like oh man whatever you know D and me i was like no 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 you got to pay the tax you got to do all the yeah all the rules you know right. um but no I had, a, I had a really good time it was great nice well that's awesome so yeah your first uh paper legacy event first comp rel event and you were playing death and taxes right yeah, sure was. Yeah, the saga version too. The saga version of Death and Taxes. Yeah. So, uh, being a newer player to Legacy, were you? Did you like choose Death and Taxes because of like budget reasons, or did you choose Death and Taxes because it was something you really wanted to play? You know, what what drew you to the deck? So, what drew me to the deck is that I like all of the like control esque decks. So, like yeah. for a little bit, I tried Miracles, tried Lands for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then I eventually ended up with death and taxes because you can, you can, you know, tax your opponents while killing them. I think that that's really important. I think with miracles and lands, you kind of have to come over the top after controlling yeah. them for the whole game. Um, so that's something I really liked. Also like the price tag as <laughs> lots of people who play death and taxes do. Uh, when I bought the sagas, I didn't like the price tag so much, but right. You know, <laughs> part of the, part of the life you got to live when you play uh uh saga in your deck it's going to be expensive so yeah i yeah, know i really like it um it's got a lot of really intricate lines a lot of places to learn it's not one of those decks where you've like not that there's any deck in legacy where you stop learning but it's not like you oh you know i've mastered death and taxes it's over you know people are learning every day so it's great nice now how, how did you start with magic um did you just jump right into legacy or did you come from another format like how did you get introduced to the game uh i remember i think my friend took me to a draft and I had played Hearthstone for like a, a year or two. So mm-hmm. I kind of knew card games. Yeah. Um, but I played draft and I was like, oh, there's so many mechanics. There's so many things. It's just, it felt like a more complex game, which is, mm-hmm. it is. It's very mm-hmm. complex, you know. Um, and then I played Modern for a little bit, but this was all on Magic Online because it was the start of COVID. I basically got into Magic when COVID started. So 
yeah, I didn't play a lot of paper. Uh. <laughs> yeah, that's that's crazy to think about. Yeah, we just have this whole generation of new players coming in like during COVID, and like yeah. that's your, that's their understanding of the game, and it's just like you know you don't even know what it's like in the the before times. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when I was looking up like how to buy cards, it's like what what site do I use? What do I do? Because this is the first deck I ever had to buy. It was all Magic Online, so mm. it was, it was kind of <laughs> crazy, you know. Yeah, um, but I played Modern for a little bit. Um, I got really frustrated with like how the sideboard stuff works where it's like oh i did my sideboard thing here's my sideboard card you kind of lose right now uh um, yeah just the rock paper scissor aspect yeah yeah you know like yeah, yeah. It's, it's really uh frustrating so legacy didn't seem like that uh that much to me and it you know the modern decks are super expensive you know now also right um so yeah especially legacy nice yeah that's the thing is like modern used to be like the budget format and then people like might build up to legacy and now it's just like well i could pay a ton pay a ton of money to play modern or mm-hmm. I can pay a ton of money to play legacy. Might as well just pay a ton of money to play the better format. <laughs> right. Right. <Yep. laughs> yeah. That's going to last forever. You know, I think that was a huge appeal too, is like you bought, you guys buy your, your decks and you have them forever. Right. Mm-hmm. That's, so. the, that's, that's one of the appeals of the format. I think what that's one of the main things that got me into it for sure. Yeah. To the point where it's like, I don't even conceptualize it anymore. Cause like I, before we started the show, we were talking about, like I showed you my deck box. That was like a, uh, it was like a trophy because I got it for like winning some event. Mm-hmm. And on the deck box, it says like April, 2016. And I was still playing sneak and show. Like I won that event with yeah. sneak and show and I'm still playing sneak and show now. And now I think about it, It's like, how many of your hobbies do you have for five years? More or less unchanged, like sneak and show, from 2016 to sneak and show today is probably like 73 of the 75 cards. Mm -hmm. You know, there's not many hobbies you can say that like you have the exact same thing for that length of time. And, you know, yes, it's expensive, but you do get your value out of it over the years. Pat wouldn't know that because he buys and sells magic right, cards listen, like, a, like a day trader. <laughs> it's because I, I was so excited, especially when I first got the format. I'm like, Oh, I, you know, I got into burn, then blue red Delver. And then, uh, Eldrazi became like a thing. I'm like, oh, I want to play this deck. I played that deck for a little bit. And then uh, I built Sneak and Show because, you know, Jerry's a horrible, horrible influence. And then I <laughs> sold Sneak and Show. And then I sold I sold Eldrazi, oh. sold Sneak and Show, bought back into Eldrazi-ish. Uh, and then sold some, then sold most of it again. And I've I've bought the same like set of ancient tombs from our friend Jeremy multiple times, like for sure. <laughs> <laughs> he's just, he's just, get, he's just handing him $20 bills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy him at 90, sell him at 70. Buy him at 90, sell him at 70. <laughs> I guess it's it's a renter's fee. Hey, listen, it's a I mean, you're stimulating you're stimulating you're stimulating the economy. It helps everyone. It hurts nobody. Okay. The last well, le- your wallet. It hurts your wallet a lot, but yeah. <laughs> the legacy tax plan. Exactly. Yeah, you know what? It was, tax was, your wallet. Screw death and taxes. And and I've settled on Blue Red Delver, and that's that's where I'm at. But now, but now it's like I can't I don't want to go off the tangent, but it's not like I can buy a bunch of new decks now because I'm I'm it's because of the the how rapid cards cards being released that are so powerful from Watsi. It's like you have to keep up with and you know I have to buy like the Japanese version, so there's a premium on those to begin with, but you have to buy like the you know all these all these new cards that are coming out when you, when I really just want to be buying my my you know my my fourth play set of City of Traders. You know what I mean? But I can't do that now <laughs> because I have to buy fucking Ragavans, you know. So whatever. Oh, I I am <laughs> I am pretty thankful that uh, Death uh, uh, Sneak and Show has pretty much remained unchanged over the years. It, it has mm-hmm. been helpful for the wallet. Um, yeah, 
other than like I did buy like Eureka's when the the blue green version of Sneak and Show. Omni- yeah, yeah. When yeah. the Omni- <laughs> when the Omnitel list was better. So I mean that was like a kind of a blip in the radar. But <laughs> other than that, my wallet's been Sneak and Show's been pretty kind to my wallet. So of course I need to spit in my wallet's face and foil out Sneak and Show just because. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, uh, with the deck death and taxes deck, uh, Dave, that you're running, um, you know, that's another deck that, that gets updated pretty frequently. Have you kind of looked at the, the history of death and taxes? Did that turn you off at, about the deck at all? Or was that something you kind of liked that, you know, you could play these newer cards? Cause one reason why death and taxes is so cheap is a lot of the deck is newer in print cards that aren't as expensive. Yeah, um, that was something that drew me to the deck because it does get to play new cards, but um, I don't think there's like this mentality that I I feel so bad. I still feel like I'm playing a pile of white cards. I'm not like playing Ragavan or, you know, Sneak and Show and Gristlebrand. Like there's like a, I don't know. I feel like there's a less, um, like a guilt that I feel when I play D&T. Like you you just tax them out and then they die to like a bunch of little dudes. And it's a a great um, sort of feeling and it's sort of satisfying. Um, there's also like a lot of tricks you can do with like Aether Vial and Filter Wisp and all kinds of weird things that happen that you can sort of learn over time. And hearing about the old versions of Death and Taxes, it's interesting to see the whole history because I actually listened to a really old podcast called Legacies Allure, and they had the creator of Death and Taxes on there. And he was on a completely different build and the, the deck has changed so much over the years. It's, it's sort of cool to see, but when it changes, you don't actually have to pay that much money. Yeah. Uh, to go buy some other white creatures. Now, the thing is, like, you know, Solitude or, or Saga now are super expensive. I was lucky enough to get my Solitudes for like 20 bucks each and they're, you know, borderless or whatever. But now they're they're super expensive because they're uh, Swords of Clashers in modern. So it's a it's a um, interesting sort of thing that's happening. Holy shit. I just looked it up. Solitudes are up to yeah, 60 dude. bucks. Yeah, that's that's Jeez. crazy. Actually, <laughs> e- eBay listings at 70. Why is Walmart selling singles? I, I I looked up solitude prices and I got an ad for Walmart selling a solitude single. <laughs> that reminds me of when GameStop they got was you, selling Jerry. They packs. got you. Yeah. Yeah. Right? GameStop was selling packs and people would just go there and buy them for like four bucks or whatever. Oh, <laughs> I remember back in the day what it used to happen is uh, so Newberry Comics is a uh, New, Ling- New England like chain. Uh, they're not even a comic book store. It's like it's like records, like Tower Records, or yeah, it's like a, but it's also like novelties and stuff too. Yeah, it's like clothing. it's 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 a place where you would go to buy like vinyl records, Funko Pops, and Clockwork Orange and like coasters. CDs and CDs too. Yeah, and they they have CDs. They sell CDs, but they had a really small section where they would sell Magic Booster packs and. Like clockwork, every six months, they had uh, a sale where it was buy one, get one free on booster packs. Oh my God. So like every time they did that, you, we would just, I would hit like three or four Newberry comics and I would just get the limit because they had like, like modern horizons, booster packs and like, like premium booster packs for like 50% off. So it was, it was like some of the cheapest, cheapest places to get packs whenever they had those sales. That's another tangent, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's let's talk about the one K. How was how was the the channel fireball one K? You said your your first round opponent. You know, you you, uh, you kind of went to time on, but uh, how did how did the rest of it go? Well, actually, it wasn't my first round. My first round opponent was. <laughs> I think I had a dream uh, that I hit monoblock curses in my first round because I had just played it online a couple times, and it's really bad for that in taxes. 
And lo and behold, my first round opponent was uh, Monoblock Curses. So that was um, <laughs> <laughs> <In> a premonition. <laughs> yeah, premonition. It must have been. Um, they did. Well, yeah, because they they run the what is it? Curse of Death Hold or something? Like all your creatures get minus one, minus one. Oh yeah, something. yeah. It sucks. It's like well, yeah. They do that. They do the Curse of uh, Misfortunes. They get the Death Hold in there. They get the Curse of uh, Blind Obedience. I think or Obedience. Uh-huh. And I just have to start to start stacking my stuff. So like. Um, that sucks. So you never <laughs> want to let them do that. And thankfully, uh, they were like, did Chalison won their turn? And eventually they played a land and it was the flip land. So I got to flicker with for that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and they never cast a black spell. <laughs> so that was great, game one. Um, it was really uh, good to make sure that the mono black deck could never wait, cast any black spells. Yeah. How did, wait, how does that interaction work with the flicker wisp and the flip lands? They they come back as the spell. They don't. Oh, they yeah, just they don't. don't. They so just because, stay in exile. Yeah. So be, yeah, so because they are a spell on the front side, it just it just never comes back into play. Yep, it's like it's all spells. They're all spells. I have, yeah. I've not seen that interaction yet. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah, actually, on Moto, when you do it, it just says this card stays in exile because it's not a permanent. So <laughs> they, they, they got, that that yeah. means the devs got tired of all the bug reports people were filing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think uh, game two, I was able to get prelate on two, and that stops their um, sudden edict. Mm-hmm. And that, they actually tried to cast that, and I was like, you can't. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that just ended up porting and wastelanding them to death. And that was a 2-0, actually. So that was really great. Nice. Yeah, that's actually I wanted to make this point earlier and I I just got reminded of it is um, another reason why Death and Taxes is such a good like new player friendly deck is not just because of the price, but also because of the skills it teaches. Mm -hmm. Like there are so many uh, lines of play in Death and Taxes that you pointed out that are going to be relevant for many, many different decks. And it's something probably we just take advantage of it being, you know, long in the tooth legacy players who just do it, you know, have already been exposed to it. But for a new player, that's huge being able to like understand the interactions of like Aether Vile and Flicker Wisp and like putting things on the track, on the stack and triggers and, you know, all sorts of uh, complicated lines of play that, you know, sometimes come up in standard and modern, but definitely come up much more frequently in legacy and Death and Taxes as a legacy deck is probably one of the best decks to kind of just get exposed to as many of those situations as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I remember I remember I was talking to my friend who's like a longtime legacy Doomsday player, and he's been playing Doomsday for like seven years, like back when it was awful. You yeah. know, and he was saying, <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, back when uh, uh, Pat and I did a Doomsday stream, like oh god. Before <laughs> As he, before so Thaz's Oracle was written, we're like, all right, we're just uh, we're just going to board in Monastery Mentor every game, and we're going to be <laughs> yep. a Monastery Mentor deck. That is going to be our game plan. It did not go well. Shocker. <laughs> yeah, Thaz's Oracle did a number for that deck and making it playable. Yes. Well, yeah, he's yeah. funny because he, he always complains about all the new Doomsday Zoomers who are like, oh, they're just playing with Thaz's Oracle. It's so easy, you know? <laughs> damn, damn bandwagoners. <laughs> right, yes. Like, dude, the deck's so really hard. Like, Yeah. No, but I was talking to him and he was like, you know, I said like the the stack exists like the stack exists in legacy and i don't think you can say that for a lot of formats mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah for like sure. putting uh stops on upkeeps and draws you know stops when i have a motor now if we stop on like every single step <laughs> i just got there and I, i've added a stop i've added a stop to every single step because i'm just like it's going to be relevant eventually mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah definitely yeah so yeah uh round two i went against uh the four color miracles analog pile okay yep uh with like life from the loam and seven library and that um 
I learned as a new player a very good lesson, which is mm. scoop to miracles early if you're going to lose. <laughs> yep. Because <laughs> yep. that clock ran for 30 minutes and Oof. then I scooped. Yeah. And then I boarded in a bunch of graveyard hate and I looked at my opening seven game two and I was like, oh, there's a ton of graveyard hate. <laughs> this is great. And then I looked mm. at my clock and I was like, oh, well, <laughs> probably going to lose this. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That was that was a lesson we learned quickly back in the days when like miracles was fifty percent of the room and like uh, miracles was everywhere and that that was how you determined like you could tell between a player who's played competitive legacy a lot and those who didn't or even just those who are just super stubborn because you're right you you they want to play it out until they actually get killed they invariably lose and then they basically lose the entire match because you're not going to have time for a game two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was it was even more com- like, you know, me being stubborn to, to scoop because they had seven library in play and they just like scooped up three. And I was like, cool, you take eight. Like <laughs> they didn't understand how the interaction worked. And I was yeah. like, oh, maybe they're at five. I can kill them with cauldra like that. No, it never was going to happen. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was a bad time. But yeah, game two, basically, I had a bunch of hate, but the clock just wasn't there. And I just scooped it up. And he was like, well, you have five minutes. I'm like, well, I can't be in five minutes, man. It's not going to happen. So, um, yeah, that was a 1-0 loss. So I was 1-1, and then going into round three, I got another Miracles guy who was totally different. He was a four-color Miracles player, mm-hmm. and we went to game one. You know, I kept, like, a seven with Mom and Stoneforge in it, and I was just like, do the thing, you know, planes, Mom. Played a couple of non-basics, and he wastelanded me, like, twice because he just <laughs> did the wasteland life from the loan thing, mm-hmm. which is really good for him. Um, but I got Stoneforge Mystic out with Cauldra, but I had one land <laughs> and I didn't have a land in hand. I had a top deck of land to put the Cauldra in play, but he didn't know about that. So he just scooped. <laughs> he was like, I can't beat it. And I was like, oh, well, good thing he didn't know about the no lands in my hand. That could have been really bad for me. <laughs> um, and actually, unfortunately, game two, we didn't even play because he, he went to five and he was just like, I gave it up. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he did not think highly of his deck. He like led on like, yeah, this deck sucks. And I was like, okay, like don't want to get in your head too much. But right. yeah, I mean, <laughs> it was like a 10 minute game from Miracles and Death yeah. Attacks. It was pretty shocker. Yeah. Um, I think my round four. Oh yeah, my round four was Doomsday. Ah. Uh, yeah, bad time. Um, but I scared the crap out of my opponent because I knew he was because he's a moto grinder. So mm-hmm. I like walked up to him at the 1K and I'm like, I'm your opponent. And you're like, how do you know who I am? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Did you also stand outside his hotel uh, his hotel window? Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Wait, you. <laughs> Doomsday, you got to get every edge you can get, you know? Yeah, so you yeah, got to yeah, make yeah. sure you're staring him in the eyes, you know? Because yeah. uh, Doomsday is probably our worst matchup. That or Oops. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we start playing and he's shaking. You know, and he's like a moto grinder. I was kind of shocked because he was like literally visibly shaking. Well, the thing is, you also got to keep in mind, it's not just the new players, like all of us were coming back from mm-hmm. like, I remember uh, a few months ago before like Omicron and all that so, so, uh, stuff came out. I went to a bunch of tournaments at gaming, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And I was so rusty. Yeah, like, totally. After, after 18 months of only playing Magic Online, I'm just like, first of all, my hands are like little weak weaklings like i'm like getting tired shuffling my deck i'm like oh i need mm-hmm. to build up my finger strength again um but also just like missing triggers and just like just so so many things you just take for granted playing on moto all the time mm-hmm. yeah i mean uh my hands definitely hurt after shuffling <laughs> i'll play that with the, with the 80 card deck and like half the decks in the room were your decks is all these your decks but yeah uh i got new sleeves they're kmc hyper mats and they're, they're oh, yeah. thinner. Yeah. 
Yep. But they're yep. sharp. They're like cutting my hands up. <laughs> I've, I've, got a, I've got a many paper cuts from KMCs. <laughs> yeah, you, you yeah, but they're thinner. They fit in the deck box. Yeah. But no, I, the judge, yeah, the judge I, first I, round. I, I, pr- I prefer the KMCs because if I ever get mugged, I'm just going to take my deck out. And as I'm handing it over, I'm going to just cut them. <laughs> cut them with the KMC. <laughs> no, but the judge was like, after the first round, like, you guys have to shuffle more. And he said that, like, after every round, you have to shuffle more. And I was just like dying because you just go recruit to the guard, Stoneforge. And I shuffled twice. I was no shortcuts. So, yeah, yeah nobody was giving me any uh, crap for that. <laughs> but a, a weird thing came up in the Doomsday matchup, which I can basically fall asleep during because I'm losing no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, I had Aether Vial on three and I had a Flicker Wisp in hand mm-hmm. and they had a Fetch Land and two Underground Seas. And they were, they had two more cards left on their pile. This is after their Doomsday. Um, and I know that sometimes Doomsday likes to make double Fetch Land piles because they you fetch both lands and then you get the fish on the bottom. So uh, my end step, I Vial in the Flicker Wisp and I Flicker their Fetch Land. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so that they have to choose to grab the land out of their deck because oh no it's actually three cards in deck because it's two lands and one fish so they grab the land and <laughs> then they shuffle and they said you want to cut because if i cut the thos's oracle to the top i lose if i cut the land to the top i win because i yeah. lethal on board yeah. yeah that was a that was a fun time no. <laughs> but the, yeah yeah that's a that's a very heads up play to uh to make as a new player like that is a a very advanced level play you would not expect um you know someone who's only been playing for a year or so have you just been like mainlining legacy content like (laughs) the the duration of covid (laughs) yeah i mean you guys have a lot of podcasts that's part of the thing it's like (laughs) there was one modern podcast and they quickly became like a historic like let's chill out podcast you guys have like seven podcasts Mm. And I used to listen to like 10 of them just all the time. Cause like, why not? You know, yep. mm-hmm. you guys have so much to talk about. And I think that's something that's a huge strength in legacy is that you have some of these podcasts, they're like three hours long and they're mm-hmm. like bi-weekly and they they're talking about yeah. legacy. Yeah. It's so complex, you know? So that's something I really appreciate. It's just the amount of content learning you can do. Um, yeah. It's pretty crazy that we've been doing a weekly podcast for what, six, seven years now, Pat, like yeah, <laughs> and the yeah. fact that we've actually had uh, stuff to talk about for not all of them, but for the majority of them, <laughs> there's been a few that we were like, we're not going to talk about magic at all today. Well, I love the fact that you guys do the podcast every week. That's the most important thing is consistency. Yeah. Like you can be 10 minutes long. It doesn't matter. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's something I love about legacy is just all the podcasts because modern dynamic podcasts we're not going to talk about, but you know, legacy it's, it's like super, super deep. So yeah. um, I had the 50, 50 shot to lose. Cause like, would you guys cut the deck? Like, what, cause you know, you win if you cut the right card at the top. I mean, you have to cut the deck. Isn't cutting the deck part of the rules enforcement, right? So, so not cutting the deck counts as cutting the deck, like choosing not to it's cut. Short and short and just cut. Is that yeah, basically, <laughs> but yeah, you, you do not like you can, you can just, all you have to do is just touch the tap, the top of a deck. Like that's why if, I've done that before oh, quite a few times actually. And, and that comes from like, part of the cut is like you cut, you cut zero cards off the top and put mm-hmm. those zero cards on the bottom. Like okay. that, that can be your cut. So that's why you touch the deck to kind of like symbolize that. Um, but yeah, I would always cut because I like having the idea that my destiny is in my hands. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I am making the choice whether I win or lose for yep. better or worse. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it would be actually, it'd probably be worse if I didn't cut and then I lost. Cause I'd be like, yeah. Oh, if I could have, you know, took my fate in my own hands, I would have won, you know? Mm-hmm. Um yeah, but then, um, you know, game two comes around. I sideboard in basically my entire sideboard because that's how combo works against deck and Wait, classes. 
Wait, I want to hear. I want to hear Pat's Pat's oh, yeah, uh, opinion. Pat's My way answer to what? So would you cut? I you cut. Know? I you cut, cut, and I say I know exactly what I cut to the top. <laughs> <laughs> and then you lose, and you're like, I want to get a sandwich. Like, hey, you know what? I'm hungry. Okay. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> awesome. So, okay. So, yeah, you knew you knew exactly what the sideboard going. In. Yeah, it sounds like you know the the uh, Doomsday matchup for Death and Taxes Cold. Yeah, I know it really well because my friend is a Doomsday player, and I used right. to just like we just play Legacy because why not? And then I was just like, why am I even playing? There's so many non games. You know, there was just mm-hmm. like you just do the thing. Or whatever. <laughs> uh, believe me, being someone who grew up playing Legacy with a friend who played Pox and another friend who played Burn, like that—that th- that was my uh, just casual Legacy experience. <laughs> I feel your pain. <laughs> yeah, you start to think your deck sucks, and you're like, oh wait, it just has bad matchups, you know. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's a bad time against Doomsday for sure. Um, but yeah, I brought a bunch of stuff in, and then I think I landed a few things, and they just made a pile that won basically on the spot. Oh. Oh, and then what happened in the middle of it is that I had her as a saga and it sacrificed. And I got a pithing needle for their mm-hmm. fetch land. Mm-hmm, and they yeah. can't respond to that. They can only respond to the search trigger. Yep. Um, so I got the pithing needle, and then they were just smart enough to put chain of vapor in their pile, and they chain of vapored it. And um, uh, they just had the force eight. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, if I'm playing death and taxes, that is a deck famous for having onboard hate against combo decks. I'm probably putting chain of vapor in my pile. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, he said he was playing around Curse of Silence, which nobody plays, but, you know, there was something that was going to happen for sure. So it was probably a good uh, include for him. Um, But yeah, he won that uh, 2-0 as that probably should go. And then I went on to play against the four-color Yorion Zenith pile thing, uh, which was really weird. Mm -hmm. So it's round four and you've so you played two Doomsday, two four-color pile decks. Oh, no, sorry. I went too fast. So first one was uh, Monoblock Curses. Mm-hmm. And oh, okay. Two miracles people in, oh, yes. in a row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you're, yeah, right. yeah. you're right. Yeah. Well, because the third game wasn't even a real game. Uh, and then turn turn four was, um, or turn four, game four was Doomsday. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then then game five was this new Yorion deck. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that was just kind of a grind fest. Yeah, uh, no, actually, that game I got really fast on him because he just didn't play super well, uh, frankly. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I think he was new to the deck, and I think a bunch of people had, like, gotten that deck the night before or something, and then they just decided to play that. And um, I knew because he was playing a a Yorion deck, and he was shuffling his deck in, like, three piles. And I was like, dude, you got to compress that thing. Like, you got to put it in a box and cram a bunch of draft chef in it <laughs> yep. so it fits in your deck box because this yeah. is just insane to watch yeah. um but yeah i just got like called draw really fast probably like two games in a row mm-hmm. and it was kind of over um have you played the yorion version of death and taxes me yeah yeah oh sorry i am i am on the oh you are on the yorion. Yorion. Okay. yeah yeah, that, yeah that's also why you're getting the carpal's tunnel while shuffling yeah <laughs> no that's the worst part yeah i'm playing 80 cards and, and cutting myself with every single sleeve so it's a it's a bad time when you're trying to shuffle that. Thing. So so Dave just raises his hands up to the camera and they are bandaged and bleeding. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Pat says magic players aren't athletes. <laughs> this man is suffering for his sport, Pat. What do you have to say it's, about that? Don't call it a sport, Jerry. You're gonna make me get upset. We have a nice guest on. Let's not go down that road. Uh, Dave, real quick, have you ever dislocated your shoulder celebrating <laughs> after winning a winning a match? No, I haven't actually. 
Okay. All right. When, when you do, you'll become an athlete. In <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, there, there it is. So these scars mean nothing to you? Yeah. <laughs> Look at his hands, Pat. Look at his hands. The, the new Batman super lame when the Joker's like, you want to know how I got these scars? He just holds up his hands. He's cutting my deck. <laughs> KMCs. KMCs. KMCs, baby. <laughs> excellent excellent uh so okay so you uh you made quick work of the the yorian pile deck what was uh so that was round six right how many rounds was there total that was round five there's six oh, rounds right. there's six yeah. rounds total. okay so my uh round six opponent and at this point i was down two games and up three so i was like maybe if i win this one i'll get into top eight uh and my round six opponent was a guy who's my friend and he was on death shadow mm, okay yeah that's, and the last time so ahead. running source of plowshares, I feel is I, I'm not overly familiar with that matchup from the death and taxes players perspective, but I feel any deck running source of plowshares is going to have a pretty good time against death shadow. Cause all you got to do is swords one. And now you've essentially, you know, taken out the other three of them as well. Yeah. It normally is a really great time. The last time we played, it was just a really quick two Oh, and he just lost very sadly. Actually it was really sad uh, to the Delver player in the room. His Delvers didn't flip six times in a row. <laughs> been there yeah yep. there's there's star, there's star city games footage of me in uh in the top eight playing against like i think it was like pat chapin not chapin it was someone but i like went like eight eight turns without flipping a delver oh, on God. camera and it was the most like cringe Fuck. thing i've ever had <laughs> but no so this was a different game we had just played before and i was like oh like maybe this will go well but he had changed his deck a bunch so he put a bunch of bolts in there and he put mm-hmm. the monkeys in so with the monkeys, the Ragavans, uh, it changes a little bit because they can't hit, um, you know, that much stuff in my deck. They can hit like a plane. So it's like, yeah, it's not going to do anything. But if they hit like a mom or a recruiter or something, uh, it can go badly. But the problem with that game was that game one, uh, I opened my seven, saw no white sources, opened my six, didn't see any white sources, but I saw Urza Saga and a retro or retrofitter foundry and a Rashad board. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll keep this because I don't really want to go to five. Um, yeah. And then I just played out the port, <laughs> played a retrofitter foundry and sort of just got destroyed because I didn't have a white source. And mm-hmm. that probably was bad. Probably should have gone five. Uh, the deck plays 34 lands right now. So I maybe could have found some more lands in there. Um, cause casting your spells is a good idea for sure. And not see the <laughs> gathering. Um, but yeah, it, uh, was a kind of tough grinding matchup game two. I basically was playing affinity. Um, just had my retrofitter foundry going, my Urza soccer going and, uh, did kind of quick work of him in that game. And, uh, game three kind of looked at another bad hand. And that was, that was that. So the, the death shadow changes, um, really helped him out, but also I haven't played that much uh, against Death Shadow. So when now I was hitting him with my creatures, that was actually not a good idea. Um, right? Be- yeah. <laughs> right. You want to chunk them all at once, <laughs> right? All at once, and you know there were the, these lines where like they would play a watery grave on tap. Thought sees me, and I'm like, well, I can't even days you know, play into days here because they just mm-hmm. pick up their land and then they shock it in again, and they're mm-hmm. like, you know. They're winning, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I died to, like, two 8-8 shadows and a lightning bolt, and that was uh, all she wrote for that. So that was um, – those were my rounds. And then my a uh, couple of my friends got in the top eight. The other D&T guy got in the top eight. And nice. my uh, Doomsday friend, actually, 
uh, got in the top eight and they both went pretty far. So it was great. Well, that's awesome. Now, one thing I noticed kind of compared to the meta as a whole, it doesn't sound like there was that many Delver players in the room, or was that just kind of your, your bubble experience where there are actually just, you know, lots of Delvers all around you? Uh, there were a few Delver players. I just never got any of the matchups because mm-hmm. I, I really wanted them because like, yeah, it's a good matchup yeah. for TNT. Yeah, but I never got one. I got like mm. all these marital grindy house people. Um, but there were four Delver in the top eight. So yeah, it was ah, okay. there. That, yeah. That's, that's more what I was planning. We're like, like, is the West Coast like coming? Are they seeing the daylight? Are like the Rackman's going to bed? What, uh, how many people were in the tournament? Did you? I don't know if you mentioned that earlier. Oh, no, I didn't say anything about that. So there were 45 people. They had to cap it and put a oh, really? list on. Yeah, it was great. Oh, nice. um, yeah. So there were three people on the waitlist, but you know, it's like 50 people showing up for mm-hmm. legacy and it's, it's uh, really cool. And Honorog, I think, um, threw in some money too. So it was more than a, more than a one K it was like a 1.5. Oh, cool. cool. Yeah. yeah. I'll say Honorog consistently just like good guy of the format at Honorog. That dude yeah, does totally. more, more for legacy than probably anyone out there. So yeah, he's great. Um, but yeah, my, my buddy was like top seed going to top eight and mm-hmm. the, my DNT friend was, up against Delver, I remember looking at his hand during the match, and I was like, "Yeah, that's not very great." And I think he got he got booted uh, in the the quarterfinal, or mm-hmm. what is it? You know, the first the first set of yeah, matches, quarters, and yep, then yep. yeah, quarters, yeah. And then uh, my buddy almost almost went all the way, but he was up against like double Delver on Doomsday, so oh, yeah, okay. it was a bad story. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a good time. That's awesome. So good time at your first event. So what, you already planning your uh, your next outing? I hope so. I mean, I I, uh, I remember talking to the CFB guys, and I was like, "When are we doing this again?" And we're like, yeah. three months from now." And I was like, yeah. "Really, three months? It's great." Yeah. So yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be a cool story when that comes around. I think the the problem that they were saying with the legacy people is we don't spend any money at the store because we're not <laughs> buying anything. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of always been the double edged sword with you know legacy and the LGSs, and that's why I always encourage people it's like not just like buy cards, but like buy food if your LGS Dude, sells. I like, bought paint, paint and mini kits at my at my LGS. Like I buy a yeah. bunch of stuff there just just because of the fact that I d- really don't buy cards there. Yeah, and they just don't have the cards that I need. Yeah, well, it's not just that they don't have the card. I mean, they they usually have uh, cards at gaming, etc. But it's just no, uh, they just don't. They don't have all the Japanese cards that I need. Is what I'm oh, saying. I see. What you're saying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So that needs his foil Japanese. No, like. no, 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 no foils, no foils, no, not foil. Okay. Yeah, just just Japanese, and so they they that's not something that they normally carry. But I do buy like I buy like that Warhammer paint kit and a bunch of minis for my kids and stuff, and you know buy boxes when when cool stuff comes out. And also, when you do that sort of stuff, make sure they know you're not just doing it to do it. Make sure you tell them, it's like, hey, I'm doing this because I play Legacy and I want to support yeah. you in other ways because sure. you give me a place to play Legacy. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's actually a really good point, Jerry. That's a... Uh... That's an important part of the transaction. You're like, yeah. this is this is because I play legacy, so this is the legacy <laughs> money coming in. Yeah, yeah, because otherwise, like, you buy a bunch of like Warhammer paint kits, and you come in the next week, and you're like, so we canceled Legacy Night for a, a Warhammer forty yeah. k. Like, no, no, no. no. <laughs> Go the even, other way. I don't even the play Warhammer. Way. I just buy this stuff. Paint. I literally buy shit. it and I throw it away. I buy it and I throw it away. I have no use for them. Yeah. Well, yeah, because the candy is going to make you gain weight. You know, I never started eating candy, and so I started playing. And LGS is buying candy for like two bucks a pop because there's no other food. I know. You know? Yeah. yeah. I, I I still think that LGS should like partner with like food trucks to like come to come to tournaments because it seems like a perfect like uh perfect thing for for them to have. You know. Well, that that's what we were gonna do, Pat, for uh the leaving a legacy tournament, and then you know COVID happened. We had we had we had three food trucks all mm-hmm. set to come, and then. Yeah. 
COVID happened and that tournament got postponed. And then when we came back, we didn't really want to do like a food truck for, cause I, I don't know if people were still feeling about stuff, but we're still trying to, well, you know how I feel about stuff, Jerry. I say, fuck it. YOLO it. Let's go. <laughs> Yolo Let's go. Truck, yeah. Of course. Bring the food yeah, trucks. Well, now that they're coming out with, you know, long names for the variants, I don't know. You know, I think I heard on the news, they were like, yeah, Delta's the primary variant now. It's like, well, what happened to regular? You know, yeah. Yeah. regular's yeah. not yeah. even a thing anymore. Omicron's a little bitch anyway. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Just <laughs> fucking get out there. Um, but no, I was going to say something else, too. So my my elves friend got uh, ninth. He almost got nice. into the top eight. Um, nice. And my Maverick friend almost got into the top eight, too, which was crazy because Maverick is, you know, Maverick. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was really cool. It was actually really weird because we went to go to Subway and the Subway guy starts asking us like, you know, how are you guys doing like in the tournament? <laughs> just like, oh, like the Subway guy must just know that we play Magic and must know that CFP is here and gets asked all these questions all the time. So Light, Life is so much easier when you like run into people who know what Magic is and you can just like have your transaction without having to worry about it. Because I remember going to GP Louisville, flying into Louisville, TSA had no idea what magic was mm. and so they're like rummaging through my stuff oh man they open and, they, and like of course the all foil sneak and show deck sets off like every like this looks like a <laughs> it's an all foil sneak and show deck in a tight like cylinderish uh wooden container like it looks like a pipe bomb it looks yeah. like a pipe bomb <laughs> and so like tsa is like taking out my like twenty thousand dollar deck and I'm, like please be careful with that yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, and what then, do these do? They're bending the car. Yeah. <laughs> and then coming back from GP Louisville, I'm like, I could just have that experience. So I'm all set to go through it again. Yep. And I go to the TSA. It's like, yeah, it's this thing called, oh, how'd you do in the GP? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> thank, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so much more pleasant. Then he looks at your, he looks at your sideboard and be like, do you play legacy very often? <laughs> Getting shaken down by the TSA yeah. agent. Yeah, I had a similar experience when I went to Vegas when they like opened up my because I had my back my carry on has my cards in it because I'm like I don't give a shit if I lose my phone charger and all my clothes. I'm not I'm not parting with my deck box like that's coming on the plane <laughs> with me. And Pat actually Pat usually now uses his deck box as a depository to yeah. You know, well, I, sure. you know what I do is I've, I've upgraded to a fanny pack and now it stays right on my hip. So, so yeah, <laughs> but I did have the experience of them opening up because like, I had the, the satin tower, so it obviously it looks like this. It's just hard, like you said, like rectangular object uh yeah so filled with a bunch of i don't know material i don't know if they know what it is but. i mean I, I understand when it goes through like an x-ray machine it comes through as like here is a uh like three inch by four inch by 18 inch square or not not 18 inch that's a huge i don't have very good space you guys know what Jared, I'm well about. that's that's your battle of wits deck box right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> Oh yeah. Yeah. So I had, I had a similar experience. It's not, yeah. So I just keep with me and I, I open it myself now and I just put it on the, I put it, you know, put it in front of them. So for them to look at, so. But even then they could pick it up and, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fine. But like, to me, like what scared me was them opening the deck box and scattering stuff all over the place. I'm going to open it for you and put it on the table in front of you. And then you can ask questions about it. And and I'll close. I'll I will close it because I don't want them mashing my cards and when they close it. So oh, definitely not. You know, yeah. start telling them how to play Magic. I actually taught my friend how to play Magic. Uh, oh yeah, last week. Yeah, yeah. I was in uh, Seattle and we went to Moss Boarding House. Got mm-hmm. a couple packs of Jumpstart and I just okay. was like, yeah, let's let's you know do the Magic thing. And yep. he really liked it. You know, nice. Um, 
Yeah. yeah. He said, like, you know, I told him how much that deck cost, which is, you know, didn't tell him it was like the cheapest one, right. one of the cheaper ones. Um, but he was like, yeah, 1500 bucks is a lot of money. I don't know mm-hmm. if I want to get into this. And I was yeah. like, yeah, man. So really, mean, really, really cool good thing game. about Magic is there's so many entry points, right? Like we're obviously we're all like we all play Legacy. And part of that is because our our lives or our livelihoods allow us to allow us to be able to either budget or afford to buy a legacy deck. But like the cool thing about magic is there, like, there are so many entry points where you don't have to spend anything. You can buy a star, uh, you know, uh, a pre-con, you know what I mean? And just like an EDH pre-con and just play that for years and years and years. Yeah. And like, so the buy-in doesn't have to be great, but it, it is kind of tough, right? Because like, I'm very passionate about legacy and that's, that's the format that I play. So whenever I tell people about it, I'm like, Oh yeah, these are the decks that we play. And then, and then, that, then there's the, the hurdle of the cost of the deck. Right. Yeah. And that's unavoidable in legacy. That is just, that is just baseline. Like that's going to separate some people who get into the format and some people don't. Um, but there are Pat, other ways Pat, to play the game, which is sweet. Pat, don't bullshit us. We all know you play legacy because you like to flex on the pores. It's it's in your nature. <laughs> I mean, it, it's nice. It is nice. It is nice that like, I only come into contact with people who have money. That's nice. <laughs> oh my oh God. My God. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus Christ. You know, what's funny about the CFB thing too, is that the game store I play at, which is super far away from where I live, but mm-hmm. I love legacy. So I drive to it, um, which is game castle in Redwood city. Uh, but they have a 10 proxy, you know, uh, what is it? 10 proxy limit. Mm-hmm. And I remember asking somebody in the CFB thing, like, Oh, how many proxies are allowed of the CFB thing? I'm like a zero. Like, yeah. <laughs> <how far laughs> <I am>? yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, that is the kind of the downside of Comp REL, uh, is the proxies. I wish Wizard would actually, you know, have a policy where uh in Comp REL events you're allowed to proxy reserveless cards. Mm-hmm. Like at least give us that compromise. Like if you're not going to ever reprint these, like at least let us proxy them then since there's no way to get new copies of it. Yeah. That would be that would that would be a horrible compromise. It's and, not the and, world I want to live in. But and what would be great then is channel is uh, uh wizards could could then come out and say it's like oh well we allow these proxies uh, in these uh, you know legacy tournaments you know we our customers want to buy things from us why don't we come out with our own wizards of the coast custom proxies yeah if they were like gold bordered you know what i mean like that would be really cool <laughs> or not even just black bordered and just you know oh and then all of a sudden no, we've, they we've can't circ- be they can't also, be black bordered though i think also right? we circumvented the reserve list yeah see that pat see what i just did there I no, this is a conversation that has definitely never come up in watsi so i'm glad we're having this conversation they're definitely listening <laughs> just get get around the reserve list they're not reprints they're proxies yeah yeah <laughs> they're official wizards of the coast proxies they're not reprints Right? Do they even yeah. make money off of the reserve list? Because they're no. not selling the reserve list cards anymore. Yeah, so I guess it's no. just for yeah, the Yeah, but part of it notoriety. is the, I think part of it is the allure of it. You know, that's that is part of the capital that Magic has is like like the the $60,000 Black Lotus belongs to Magic the Gathering. Like that's the only, yeah. you know what I mean? Like that is a singular It's it's good marketing for them. To totally. Have. That's that's yeah, that's that's exactly what it is. But the thing is I don't think Black Lotus like Alpha Black Lotuses are still going to be $60,000 if they reprint Black Lotus because it's a Alpha Black Lotus. The same reason how you can reprint Action Comics number 1 mm-hmm. doesn't matter that reprint's going to be $2 and the original's going to be a million. Yeah, I compl- I 100% agree with you, Jerry. You're not going to get an argument from me on that one. Yeah. Well, yeah, because Birds of Paradise, that actually is true, right? Isn't right. Alpha yeah. Birds of Paradise like twelve hundred dollars? Yeah, yeah, and you yeah. can get a you know a seventh edition Birds of Paradise for like I don't know, I don't know for free for now. <laughs> for no. free. Gum. They're not yeah. free. It is a land, so I guess they're free. Oh, that's even better. Like uh, Arabian Nights Mountains are like a hundred dollars. Uh, yeah, 
Yeah, or you exactly. can get a mountain for well, free yeah, out of the alpha. Yeah, my beta lands were like thirty five bucks a piece, right? And like, yeah, I could get. <laughs> I can. I literally have hundreds of free ones sitting on my like sitting on my floor, evening out my tables in my dining room. You know what I mean? So yeah, I mean, I could talk about planes forever. You know, the amount of planes you can, <laughs> different planes you can get. But yeah, I wasn't gonna. Do you get, have a Do you have a preference? Uh, I have unsanctioned ones right now. Okay, um, I don't think I've seen those actually. Are those the ones that have like the the logo in them? Those are the full art ones that don't even say plans on them. I think they're one of the full arts. I think it's like a, it looks like a canyon a little bit. Okay. Oh, I'm seeing it here. Yeah, but oh, it has like it has the full art, but it has like the uh, the low. Um, it says planes on it, right? Yeah, yeah. It should, it should say planes somewhere on it, but yeah, it's yeah. not you know big on the the text. But gotcha. Um, yeah, I started out with like MHQ planes, and those are really nice for like 25 cents each. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so it's not uh, super expensive with the with the lands. But yeah, the betas. It was like okay, 35 bucks times 18 is not money i want to pay for basic yeah. ones so yeah yeah the, this was a few years ago so it was cheaper back then but it was still pretty impressive like i've seen people with cubes where mm. the the lands for the cubes are are beta lands and it's like oh, that is an expensive land base <laughs> like mm. those oh, lands you- alone are, are worth money <laughs> my friend had unglued lands for his uh like powered up or not powered up but like legacy cube basically mm-hmm. but he yeah. just had like stacks of unglued lands so i was like how much did you spend on <laughs> <laughs> you bought cases of unglued <laughs> right right yeah i i'm uh i think some of the my favorite basics are actually from mercadian masks i think those are super underrated have you ever yeah. seen those basics they're really nice my my go-to, I wish they would make a full art version of this. If they did, I would spend all my money on it. Is there's one Mirage Island that's my mm-hmm. favorite island of mm. all time. And it's like it's like a uh, a sunset uh island and it's just it's perfect art. Um but yeah, it, it would be cool if uh Watsy did some more like basic lands bonus uh Oh yeah, that is really nice, Jerry. Yeah, you, you pulled it up. Yeah, that is really cool. Yeah, the, some of the old, some of the older sets have some really, really nice, like basic, basic uh, lands art, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah something I actually really do like about Legacy is that um, when I was learning the format, the the decks don't really fit into like neatly aggro control combo. Yeah. Like some of them do, but it's like, well, lands is a combo and a control deck, mm-hmm. and this is this, and it, it felt so unique. Like lands is lands almost. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that was really cool. It felt like you could sort of pick a deck that you like really identified with and keep it forever, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you're talking to two people who, who very neatly fit into that category for sure. You know, like, um, yeah, I think it's part of it is, is a function of the depth of the car of the, the cards that we have, you know, that's why these decks don't have to really function on st- strictly one access or one access. You know what I mean? You, you, like you said, like, you know, there are decks that can be control decks and aggro decks at the same time. And, and it's, 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 uh, you know, you have these combo control decks and it it is a pretty cool function of the format, which I think is pretty awesome. Yeah. And, and, you know, stuff like uh, prison doesn't even exist in modern. Mm -hmm. I mean, it it sort of does, but not, Mm -hmm. not to the same extent where you're doing like, you know, turn one, three ball and turn one uh, blood moon, you know? Yeah. We, we have, we have the, you know, we, you have the, the components to make those things happen and the lands that, that allow you to accelerate out quickly enough to do it. Right. Yeah, no, the lens are are super useful. Yeah, man, I'm uh, right now. I'm just kind of scanning through old booster packs. (laughs) (laughs) Jerry, you gonna start collecting booster packs again? uh, Dude, booster packs have gotten so expensive. So 
the last uh, Leaving a Legacy Open we did, so usually we we do like bounties where we'll uh, pick some people out of the crowd and we'll give them like uh, older booster packs to give out every time they lose. It's like a bounty system. And, you know, before we were doing like Mirage yep. and uh, Alliances, Tempest, Tempest packs yep. and like, yeah, they were expensive, but they were affordable. This time we went to go do it and it was like 60 bucks a pack for yeah. like Mirage. Oh it was like. Gosh. Like you just can't can't afford that for like yeah, a fun. That was, yeah, that can't be doing sucked. like like five hundred dollars is a fun giveaway now. Right, right. <laughs> but yeah, is um, that even the packs that like don't even have super expensive cards in them? Are they're going on? Some or? of them do. Like uh, you know they <laughs> like Tempest. You're getting the um, you get wastelands in there. You get some of the you, there are some some reserve cards or that's Weatherlight. I think still has some reserve reserve yeah. reserve well, th- i mean there's things like like stronghold like stronghold was a pretty affordable pack uh yeah. even though it had um you Is know that sliver thing, queen it has sliver queen it has um oh why am i blanking on it god damn it i forget but it, it just has a lot of cards that like were affordable and now mm-hmm. as time has passed they've just they've become like very expensive 100 200 300 cards mm-hmm. and it just drives the price of the pack Sliver queen is like a 300 card right now it's yes. insane Sliver queen is a 300 card and then it's also just like people are buying up old magic packs to yeah. just have them mm-hmm. like they're not even opening them they're just they're mm-hmm. just having them as like collectors thing because it's what i want to do like i want to make like uh, a little like history like i would love to have one booster pack from every set of magic up until about like uh unlimited on, <laughs> onslaught yeah yeah <laughs> Well, no, just like I don't. I don't. Oh, really I see you going forward. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, you want I, that sweet cons of Tarkir booster pack? Yeah, I'm kind of good. On those. <laughs> you don't well, want Dragon's Maze up in there, Jerry? Like, if you're looking for a treat, like go back to like '90s and early 2000s Magic booster packs. Mm-hmm. They just look so much better, dude. Like, I, so I that's that's so funny because like Tempest, that's the set that I really like started playing Magic in. I fucking love. I love everything about that set. I love the lands. I love the artwork. I love the booster packs. I like the starter decks you used to be able to buy. Man, they're fucking great. What's actually your perspective? So, like, obviously, we're we're colored because we like played during this time. Like, that was our bread and butter when we started playing. So, of course, we have a very like nostalgic draw to it. Dave, you're a brand new player who just came into the game. Like, how do you feel looking at like older cards or like older product design to newer product design? Do you like look at the older product design and just say like, oh, this looks like shit or outdated <laughs> garbage. Like I want the more up-to-date stuff or what's your perception there? The old um, sets, I will say, have really, really nice art, you know, and the old, like the old wasteland is like the only wasteland you should play. Like it's super clean and nice, but I will say that like, I don't like, um, like the white text sometimes, like I just bought different mother of runes and like mm-hmm. the white text, I think messes with me a little bit. Like I have white text planes and I was like, Oh, like I can't really immediately see like that's the planes. It, it kind of messes with my head, but for some people, maybe that's like totally nostalgic. I mean, I know people talk about like pre-modern and stuff and I think people are only playing that for nostalgia reasons maybe. So yeah, I don't have any of that nostalgia, but I think that a lot of the art uh, from back then is, is really, really nice. And I, I wish that they would return to some of that, especially like with um, like block sets, they have like an evolution with uh, uh, like boxes. You can see, I think it, um, I have no idea. I think it maybe Mirage had that. It was like an evolution of, of uh, different boxes that you could see on the actual box. And I think uh, that's something that's, that's kind of missing. I think so much of it now is about the game, like the video game of magic and, and arena and all that. Um, yep. It was like really great to teach my friend paper magic. It wasn't like, go play an arena, you know, mm. have fun by yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's definitely more of the, the gathering thing I, I enjoyed doing. Yeah. yeah. I feel, I feel with the newer stuff. It just, it's the homogenization. 
because like they want all the art styles to seem like they're all like like you said the video game like this is the magic universe it's all going to be the same stylized even though they're bringing in all that universe beyond bullshit i'm not even going to get it started on <laughs> but it's well, all right but like but like uh, yeah back in the day like magic sets like they were unique like you could just by looking at it you could tell a card was from a, a specific set because of like its style and what it was going for and now just like every magic card looks like it could be from the same set it just has you know different you know maybe different like themes and flavors but all in all it and it's it's by design like watsi wants all of their cards to look like they're from the same thing right like look at like berserk for instance for yeah, for example like the the original berserk like mm-hmm. it makes no sense like what the rules text is like it's like <laughs> a paragraph and some guy is like screaming charging right and then they eventually you know clean things up and made the oracle text great but now they want to do this thing where like every single card looks exactly the same black text same exact um rules text and all that all that stuff and it, it does homogenize the game in this sort of video game like uh fashion like like with Innistrad, like okay midnight hunt is supposed to be the werewolf set and this is supposed to be the vampire set with crimson mm-hmm. vow and like i think in draft the werewolves deck is actually better than some of the other <laughs> some of the, the, the vampires deck so it's mm-hmm. just kind of this weird homogenization that happens where it's like oh it's in a straw but it's not like distinctly different i feel like you could easily swap over a lot of cards between crimson vow and in a straw yeah. yeah midnight hunt yeah but so is life. Things change. We can only uh, sit on our porch, shaking, shaking our fists at the clouds for so long. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that, is, that is refreshing. I'm glad. I'm glad you feel that way, Dave, that even as a new player who has no nostalgic ties to how things used to be, you still, you still like the, uh, the old style magic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. Um, awesome. Awesome. Uh, well, yeah. Anything else you wanted to talk about before we kind of wrap up? Pat's a, Pat's a sleepy boy and has to go to bed soon. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I can see that. It's, it's uh, late for you guys. But no, uh, one thing that was really funny in the tournament, um, there was a, a judge call and somebody had tried to cast Force a Well, mm-hmm. like for the you know alternate cost, the way that mm-hmm. most people cast it. You know, they were trying to pay one life and they were at one life. So the judges are <laughs> like, what are we supposed to do? <laughs> Just let him die? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was some interesting judge calls that day for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a that's probably the biggest difference between online and paper is the judge call experience. Because on online, you don't even think about it. Like the game keeps you in the straight and narrow. Right, right. In paper, like there's lots of stuff going on. Yeah, and like not even like people cheating, just like unintentional. Just because yeah, like, you, you, said, actually, <laughs> you know, you could you could choose to draw seven with a grizzle brain when someone <laughs> someone names it with sorcerer spyglass. You know, like. <laughs> You did crazy stuff. Like that. Uh, I believe yeah. I believe it was a revoker, or maybe it was a source of spyglass. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, one thing about using the stack with death and taxes. Um, in my, I had an aether vial out on three, and um, I had like a flicker wisp and a solitude in hand, um, and it was in my upkeep. So the aether vial trigger was on the stack to so take it up. Mm-hmm. And one of the cool things you can do, and one of the best things you can do with Aether Vial is activate it on three and put it to four. Because four doesn't do anything for you, but five gives you Yorion and Solitude. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, with the trigger, the Aether Vial trigger on the stack, I evoked the Solitude, and then I got to Flicker Wisp it. Oh, that's pretty nice. That very cool. Yeah, it was a good interaction. Nice. I like that. Yeah. I like that. That's some. I I gotta say, Dave, I am impressed with uh, you know, you've only been playing for you know a year or so, and 
you're making some pretty, you know, very high level plays with the deck. It just shows your, your love of the game and commitment and how you've been hoovering up the information. <laughs> oh yeah. Maybe I love it a little too much. Other things have been falling by the wayside. <laughs> <laughs> I just remembered that I have a dog. I haven't pet- <laughs> had a dog. <laughs> oh, oh, pumper. oh, my Not God. The pumper. <laughs> oh, no, another thing you can do is if uh, like dress towns in play, you can evoke the solitude and it won't die. Cause evoke is a easy beat. Yep. Yeah. Right, yeah. Right, right. Cool stuff. Cool stuff. You can do good, good stuff. Uh, well, Pat, should we get into some poops and scoops? Yeah, let's do it, Jerry. Who do you want to scoop in the top eight this Whoops. week? Uh, I am going to scoop in. Uh, I don't actually have a scoop this week. I'm a bad okay. person, Pat. I'm going to scoop David because, Dave, <laughs> you're the future of legacy. Every yeah. I, It warms the cockles of my heart. Every, <laughs> Where are the cockles, Jerry? <laughs> every time uh, a, a new player starts playing legacy. Whenever a new player picks up a legacy deck. And Angel gets the swings. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're I, not, I share a brain now. <laughs> I was actually going to say an angel gets crippling debt. <laughs> but... <laughs> But uh, it, it, I'm going to scoop you in, Dave, because I love seeing fresh blood to the game. It's what's going to keep this game going for another oh, absolutely. 30 years. Absolutely. Uh, Dave, who do you want to scoop in the top eight this week? Uh, well, this is going to be cheesy, but I'm going to scoop you guys in the top eight. Oh, thank yeah. you. Yeah, it was so great to be on a, a podcast that I, I listen to every week and I love <laughs> so much. You know, you guys are really, really good for the format, too. Well, thank you. Thanks. Yeah. Are you now, the question is, are you going to listen to the podcast when it comes out? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to listen to how awful I think my voice sounds and all the mistakes I made and the fact that I didn't say I was on the Yorion build until halfway through the podcast. All those wonderful things I, I forgot to say. It's, I mean, technically, it's my fault for assuming you weren't. I should have just assumed you were on the Yorion because I well, feel that's like, the assumption I made in my head. So that was my, my fault. Yeah. I, I feel that you would you say that was is the Yorion build the more popular build now or is the 60, 60 card build more popular? The, the 80 card build is probably more popular. Um, but there are a lot of people, not a lot of people, but there are people who are like, I'm still on the 60 card mm-hmm. deck and look at this percentage to draw Aetherbile. And, you know, you, <laughs> you sort of have this I, weird conversation. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I was born when the limit was 60 cards and I'll die yeah. when the limit was 60 cards. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 Well, then you tell them about prismatic ending and, you know, the conversation kind of shifts a little bit. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. I will say 60 card is a lot better about, uh, against combo. Like the first time I ever got, I played against my friend um, on Doomsday. I almost won on 60 card mm-hmm. DMT. So yeah, it can be a lot better against combo and stuff like oops, like where it's like really fast. Yeah. yeah. It can be helpful. Yeah. 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 Nice. Uh, what about you, Pat? You got scoops? Yeah, I'm scooping in Bill Belichick, the New England Patriots being on top of the AFC, baby. Let's Wait. go. Oh, Let's Pat, go. Pat, I'm going to impress you. I'm going to impress you. See, living with my girlfriend's been been uh, rubbing up on me. Get Pat, the Patriots only ran the ball three times in that game. And that was or no, they, they only passed the ball. (laughs) They only passed the ball three times in that game. And that is impressive because that is something that doesn't usually happen in a game of football. I I think the, I think the last time a team only threw three times in a football game was in the seventies, like seven, (laughs) like in the mid seventies. Yeah. It's, it's the, the conditions in, uh, in, in the the bill stadium were uh, in Buffalo were extreme. Uh, the winds were gusting from up to 50 to 55 miles an hour. So it was some crazy weather. Uh, I think, I think the Pats ended up winning 14 to 11. It was a, it was a 
fucking grind fest. I loved every minute of it. It was great. <laughs> See, happy Pat, my girlfriend's my girlfriend's being a good influence on me and making me watch these sports ball. Jerry, and- I, I feel like the weight of the world has been lifted off my shoulders just a, <laughs> just a, just a small amount just by knowing that, Jerry. It makes me so happy. Excellent. You know, Excellent. And Bill, Jerry, be like, oh, all these superhuman, you know, beasts out here. Oh, these are what the athletes that Pat's talking about. <laughs> now I understand. Oh wow, that guy's bicep is bigger than my head. That's he's amazing. got he's got an eleven foot vertical leap. <laughs> <laughs> that guy just kicked a child out of the stadium. That was amazing. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was a it was a great game. I stayed up I stayed up a little too late watching it. Uh, but it was a great game. It was it was good to see the uh, the Patriots back on top of the AFC and uh, also number one in the AFC East. So that was uh, that was also good to see. So shout out to the Patriots. And uh, I'll, of course, you know, I'm not I'm not, not going to put you last, Dave, and certainly not least. But I want to shout out to you. Thank you very, very much for being for being a patron, but also more importantly, for just being a listener of the show and um, and a, 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 you know, a legacy stalwart. Now, you know, that's a huge thing for the format. Um, unfortunately, you know, it seems like we. We lose we lose players every year, and it's so nice to see people coming into the format and and breathing life into it and enjoying it with us and 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 just and just being a part of the of the community, man. So thank you for that. Yeah, thank you for that. Yeah, it's a it's a wonderful format that's extremely intricate. You know, I think it's it's probably the best way to play Magic. I I could not agree more. Could not agree more. Yeah. I I do have a poop this week, Pat. Okay. We usually don't do those, but I'll let you. I'll let you get one. I, it, it's okay. It's it's my usual poop target, uh, Watsy. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so so me and my girlfriend, we just got our, our first Christmas tree together. How adorable! And I realized that I need ornaments because I don't, I don't have any. Like, is that what's lighting up the room behind you there, Jerry? Is that it is. That's my Christmas tree. Um, so I went. I went to get some ornaments, and I'm like, oh, what are like the things that are like like speak to me and are important? So I got my Lord of the Rings ornament. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got uh, quite a few Star Wars ornaments. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I got my Spider-Man ornament and then I'm like, oh, magic is a big part of my life. I want to represent that on my Christmas tree. So I go on and I look up Magic the Gathering Christmas ornaments and Wizards, you are missing a huge bargain segment well, here. There's here's a, like no, there's here's like the no problem, magic. Jerry. There's like no magic stuff. Like, you know, the problem is, is that they 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 can't pick us. Wizards will re- refuse to pick a side. They will ride fences till they die. They will they will not make any denominational <laughs> oh, you holiday think they, ornaments. They will that will that will not happen. Uh, can I? But I can't have a non. What if I? What if I'm a celebrator of Festivus? I want to hang a nice Magic the Gathering ornament. Oh. On my Festivus poll, <laughs> I can't have that. Like Watsy, you are missing a bank market seven here. Stop, you know, printing those stupid universe beyond crap. Like, <laughs> like Watsy only started doing like t-shirts like recently. Like yeah, there were like true. there yeah. was decades where they didn't have anything. Like no t-shirts. Have you no seen nothing. a lot of good magic t-shirts though? That's a thing. And that's like yeah, they're all garbage. But like, <laughs> like sell, sell me, sell me a set of like the five magic symbols as Christmas ornaments. I'd buy the hell out of that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know I'm gonna do. Yeah. No, what I'm gonna do. I'm just a spite Wizards of the Coast. I'm gonna take my. I'm gonna take an underground C. I'm gonna take a, a little paper hole punch. I'm gonna pump paper hole punch the top of the underground C, and I'm gonna hang it up as an ornament. Ooh, Jerry, if you do that, I will give you fifty dollars. You <laughs> fucking win. <laughs> fifty dollars. Yeah, you can your price back. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, 10% back on that. Just you watch, just you watch. The worst thing about the magic shirts also is that not only are you wearing a Magic the Gathering shirt, but it's ugly the magic shirts are all ugly i just bought one because i was like oh it's my hobby whatever you know yeah, and it's yeah, just yeah. like man you guys gotta do better than just the fucking logo so, like come on so back in the day when i was a kid i my uh i don't know if it was my my aunt or my mother had gotten me like a couple magic the gathering t-shirts and this is all they were okay black shirt 
All right. Yeah. Magic the Gathering, you know, like like what's written on the back of the card, you know what I mean? Like the blue lettering and all that stuff. Magic the Gathering on the on the breast. And on the back was just a it must have been 18 inches by about two feet high. Just the card, just a card, a random card. I don't, I don't remember what card it was. <laughs> but just like that was the back of the shirt. It was that, just a card. It wasn't cool. the art. It wasn't the art. It was the full card. It was the full card. Full like card. Rules text, rules text art, artist, like mana cost, everything. And I wore the shit out of those shirts. I did not give a shit. But that was also coming from like a nine year old kid. Yeah, maybe I was like 12 right. years old, but, uh, you know no sense of fashion or any self-esteem. So I wore the hell out of those shirts, but I would not wear one of those now. <laughs> yeah. They need to come up with some, uh, like, you know, they're like, Oh, we can do like the Rakdos symbol. That's really cool. It's, yeah. But it's not like, it's not that cool. Like guys, like it's, it's not that cool. Oh, uh, while we're on it, by the way, shameless plug, uh, while Wa- wizards of the coast has terrible merchandise, leaving a legacy has amazing <laughs> merchandise true, in our true. wonderful merchandise store that you can find the link to in the show notes where you can find all sorts of hoodies and t-shirts. And, uh, I think i made like everything that was an option. <laughs> like, I think we have like, we have like cell phone cases. If you want to leave a legacy <laughs> cell phone, you want an LAL pop socket, we got it. <laughs> pop socket, fidget. Butt plug, butt plug, we got it. <laughs> I mean, technically, Pat, anything's a butt plug if you're brave enough. Not <laughs> unless it has a flared base, Jerry. It has to have a flared base, okay? Pat would know, okay? <laughs> Too many accidents. Right. Hey, listen, you you don't want to go to the hospital because they have to retrieve a Sharpie up your ass, man. It's not, it's not good. <laughs> no, yeah. It's not good. I am wearing my living legs and jacket, though. Oh, I, I did like it. It's, a, no, it's like great. It looks, looks good. good. <laughs> uh, awesome. Well, with that, let's get out of here. Dave, thanks again so much for coming on. It's been a pleasure having you on the cast. Yes. You guys are welcome. Come, yeah. It's thank you. Yeah. Come, and come back again when you uh, do that next uh, 1K up at CFB. We'll, we'll love to hear the tournament. Oh, for you. sure. Yeah. I'd love to tell you how I took it down. With that Hell yeah. Just, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I won't tell you what I told Cyrus, which was you can't come on the cast to your top eight of GP. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, leave it to Cyrus. He then went and top eight at a GP. He did. He did. He did. He did. Did he ever come on? Oh yeah. oh yeah! Oh yeah! He's been oh, yeah. on. He's been. He's one of my one of our favorite uh, one of our favorite guests. He's he's fantastic. He's a great yeah. guy. And uh, hey, if you're listening and you you got a story to tell about legacy and you think yeah. it's uh, you know some people would be interested, you know definitely get at us. You know we we have this every week and uh, there's not always legacy news every week. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. We we love when people come forward and they have something to talk about. Uh, don't be afraid to to shoot us a message. We love it. Hell yeah! Okay, can I have a poop real quick? Yeah, sure. of course. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna poop in a ragavan. Okay. Uh, <laughs> love it. Love it. Seconded. My, my opponent swung the ragavan, hit my recruiter of the guard, recruiter of the guarded for uh Trinity Nemesis, and I lost the game on the spot, basically. Oh, yeah. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> that sucks. Pretty oh, bad. Man. Yeah. Good. Well, we can we can just put like a little like uh little PS note to every episode. Ragavan is the is the poop on of every yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> honestly, anything anything printed after 2019, honestly. But. I'm still gonna die on the cell. I don't think Ragavan's that good. Like, I still think it's overrated. <laughs> yeah, I, okay. I think the, the problem is it's really swinging. Like, it's just all this weird thing where you feel like you're a combo player, but you're not playing combo, and you just, mm-hmm. like, flip the top of your deck, and like, oh, man, that's a mom I lose, you know, or yeah. whatever it is, yeah. yeah. It either does nothing or wins the game. Yeah. Right, yeah, that's the, the feel bad. But, yeah, I don't think the ban is coming down. You don't uh, think so, all right? No, yeah, based on all the stats and stuff, I don't think Watts is going to do it. Or they're going to do what they apparently did with Deathrite Shaman and, like, wait months yeah. or whatever. Yeah, uh, that's not the case. Yeah. I prefer swift justice. Swift oh, definitely. Justice. Yeah. You know, print them quick and ban them quick. You know, yes. if you're going to make yep. them, 
<laughs> yeah, how else are going to sell the new set if they haven't banned all the cards they just printed last year? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> well, there were so many people that planned it, like they were in the top eight and they were like, oh, I just bought Delver and I haven't yeah. played Magic in like three years. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, it's awesome. That's awesome. All right. All right. Well, thanks again for hanging out, Dave. It was great to talk to you and then we'll catch you all guys next week. Bye. Come on down to